It's time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. We all have growing edges, and today is one of my growing edges, uh, because what I want to talk about is a place that I, I really work to change in myself to make sure that I'm making a shift in the right direction. My question for you is, are you a why person or a how person? Now, this is not the why, like the existential, why am I here, or what is my purpose in the world? I think those are great questions. That's not what I'm looking at today. I'm looking at another layer, and, and really, it's a why it won't. So let me tell you what I I mean by that. I was at a conference, and uh, at this conference, there were lots of people who were talking about different ways of moving forward with social media and websites and all kind of technological stuff. And it was really aimed for people who were authors or speakers, people who were, you know, kind of trying to make sure that the world heard from them as much as possible and as effectively as possible. I'm taking my notes, and I'm taking my notes, and I'm taking my notes, and the person beside me I'm noticing is just kind of staring up at the stage. And so there was a break, and we were supposed to interact with the people around us. And I said, hey, I know she looked a little confused. Is is everything okay? Are you you taking it in? Are you figuring it out? And he said, this won't work for me. I said, oh, oh, what is it that won't work? And, And so he began to name each of the topics of each of the speakers. Now, we had been there at that point for two full days, meaning we started the morning at 8 o'clock and finished the meeting at 8 o'clock that night, almost straight through with just a short break for lunch. And so there were lots of speakers giving us lots of information, and I had lots and lots of pages of notes. My colleague had very few, and he spent the entire break telling me why things won't work. And that's really what I'm talking about. It's that, that place where we often get, any of us can get there, where we say, here's why that won't work. And, and part of what I was doing there, and this was a very intentional move on my part, was to sit through every single lecture, every single presentation, and ask the question, how can I make this work for me? How can I make this work? And so as he was talking to me, you know, he said, well, let me explain this. And he would go through each one. And And at the end of it, I would ask the simple question, is that an explanation or is that an excuse? I could tell pretty quickly he was getting frustrated with me, but as we began to talk, I noted for him that a lot of the same things that he was struggling with were the same things I struggle with until I went and implemented exactly what the people were suggesting. And I was there to learn more. I'd already been to this presentation three years earlier, and I was learning more on how to do it. And, and all I was hearing from him was why it would not work. And as we were going through that, as we spent that, that break going through that, I noticed that there was one thing that was behind everything he was struggling with, and that was fear. The interesting thing was his fear was that he might actually make progress. And so I I began to work through that. And he would say, well, that won't work. And I said, okay, well, what if it did work? You know, what if that did work out? What if you set your website up and people started coming in and they started buying your book and and all? And he said, oh my gosh, I don't know what I would do then. I said, why? What, What would be different? And he said, oh, if all those people started coming to me, I don't know if I could tell them how I could help. And I said, well, I think you now know why those things won't work. There's something else in your way. What's in your way is your fear. And so I said to him, have you already written your book? And he said, yes, I've got my book. It's already already printed. I've got stacks of it. And I said, okay, so you've already put that out for anybody to read. 
He said, yes, that's right. And I said, so now all you're trying to decide is whether you really want them to read it, whether you really want them to find it, or whether you'd really hide from it. Now, here's the interesting thing. I have the same struggle on a daily basis because I want to be helpful, but I recognize that there's a part of me that's resisting that, and I have to make sure that I'm not stuck in why mode. I think a lot of us get stuck in this why mode. And it's the why it won't work, right? It's not why, like, why could I do that? But it's why I can't do that. And it's such a dominant force. I've noticed it at conference after conference and in, in many situations. You know, I remember I was dealing uh, with a person. This was at a, at a scuba class. And we were at the place where this person was assembling uh, the stuff. And, and so I was helping this person assemble. And I said, you know, here's how you do it. And they said, no, no, that won't work that way. Now, understand that at this point, I was the instructor. I've been through the training. I've put that equipment together thousands of times. I happen to know it works that way. And this person was telling me why it wouldn't work that way. And so I had to begin to refute the whys it wouldn't work. And I realized that fundamentally, this person was terrified of actually crawling into that equipment and crawling into the pool and breathing underwater. That was the real task. And so finally, I had to say, well, let's, let's just set this aside for a minute. Let's set it aside and let's talk a little bit about what's going on here. We need to deal with the fear that's underlying this. Because I happen to know that this person was a lot like me at the beginning of scuba. This was something that this person had wanted to do for years. So this was not a rash decision to take the class. It was not forced on this person. It was what this person wanted to do. And yet the fear was that it wouldn't work out. And I remember when there was that one class where the instructor said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go out to the middle of the pool and you're going to go down to the bottom of the pool and you're going to take off all of your equipment and leave it at the bottom. And after you've taken off all of your equipment, you're going to swim slowly to the surface. We're going to go down, rearrange a little bit, and then you're going to dive back down and put all of that equipment back on. And I remember in my head going, well, that won't work. Let me tell you why that won't work. I can't. And I would go on and on and on. And so uh, I remember that process. So first, let me distinguish that there is a difference between needing some more information and getting stuck on why it won't work. In my case, I was in my mind saying, well, it can't work because of this and this and this and this. And I posed it as informational questions. How am I going to get down there and hold myself down without any air and without any weights? And how am I going to make sure I get the air? And, and how am I going to get all that on? Those are informational. But behind that, I was going, well, this can't work. And I'll tell you why it can't work. There's no way I can do all that. I've seen this with situation after situation after situation in that exact same uh, class and that exact same exercise that I was then leading. And what I realized was how easy it seemed from the other side. That once I had done it, it all made sense, but I had to go through it. And sometimes part of what we have to decide when we are doing the excuse making, and that's really what it is, when we're making the excuses of why that won't work, is to suspend that for a minute and say, wait, if it has worked for somebody else, what if it might work for me? Over years, I've had chances of talking to lots of people who have been very successful in life. And as I've talked to them, many times what I was looking for was the path that was already there. 
You know, I figured I could replicate their path. If I could just follow their breadcrumbs, I had a chance of being successful. What I also noticed was that there are other people going around asking or saying the same thing, but from the other end, here's why that won't work for me. And I was asking the question, how can I make that work for me? Let me assure you that there are plenty of places in my life that I've had the same exact struggle, and it's the same struggle that I have on a daily basis now of how can I get that to work and struggling with the, this is why that won't work. So now I've begun to be very conscientious of changing my thought process. Whenever I find myself saying, this is why that won't work, I decide that I have to ask instead, how can I make this work? Because then it gets me to the fears. What would happen if it worked? What would happen if I succeeded in a business building or a website creation or I succeeded in some aspect of my life? What would that look like? What I realized is sometimes we overwhelm ourselves with the why that won't work. When I started a podcast, this is a several years back, and I began to overwhelm myself. I decided I was going to podcast, and it took me about six months before I actually did the podcast because the whole time in those six months, instead of actually doing anything, I was wasting my energy in wondering how I could do it or why it won't work. And so people would share with me ways that I could do. And I go, yeah, yeah, but that won't work for me because. Now, I can tell you that uh, I'm now, I think, about 170-some episodes into the Thrivology podcast. And I think uh, almost 200 episodes into the Save the Marriage podcast. Enough to say, well, I think I've figured out how to do podcasting. But I'll tell you this. On a regular basis, I'm asking the question, how can I do this better? How can I make this more effective? How can I make it sound better? How can I change things about it? And and now it's a question of how can I? For those six months, I wasted saying, that's why this won't work. That's why this won't work. Do I have the most popular podcast on the planet? No. Am I feeling good about what I'm delivering? Yes. And I hope you feel the same way. In fact, hopeful enough that I hope you'll share this. And the easy way of sharing this is by going to iTunes and leaving a review or Stitcher and leaving a review and letting people know what you think. I read all the reviews. It gives me some feedback. If you've got some suggestions, I would love to hear them because I'm at the point of asking the question in my daily life, how can I do this better? At the beginning of the year, I had this issue where I wanted to do more writing. And I kept coming up with with attempts at it. This is the beginning of last year. And my attempts at it were not working. And I kept saying, well, that's why that won't work. One day I was reading a book where the person suggested getting up an hour early. And I thought, you know, I'm going to try that. And so I would start getting up an hour early. So how did that work out? Well, I'm finishing up the fourth book this year right now. And, uh, and so my production went from writing one uh, several years ago and another one like almost 10 years before that to this year having produced four. Two will be in print. Well, it's actually three are in print now. And one is getting uh, going to the editor and another one is almost ready. So that's the change. When I stopped saying why this won't work and started asking how can I make it work, my production changed a lot. I had a person who told me that the biggest change in their life was when they quit saying why they couldn't do something and decided to figure out how they could do it. 
this is where I sometimes find myself stuck. You know, there's sometimes when we all get in our own little place and, and the why this won't work is really a no. And so a lot of times somebody would say something to me, and unfortunately many times it was my spouse saying, hey, do you think we could do this? And my initial reaction without even thinking about it was no, here's why. And one day I realized I didn't want to be that. She kept reminding me that I kept doing that. And so I've worked to change it. Instead of saying why we can't do it, I'm asking the question, how could we do that? How could we step into that? How could we change this? And what I realized was the why is a dead end. It's an excuse. It's always allowing me to stay in the excuse. The how could I do this is a yes. So think of one, if you're, if you're saying to yourself, this is why I can't do X, Y, and Z. Think of that as no. And think of how, how could I do that as a yes. Does that mean you're going to get there? Not necessarily, but yes, I will take action towards something. And what I finally realized after all these years is yes, I will take action Trump saying, no, this won't work because every day it gets us so much further ahead. There's so many more things that happen when I say, yes, let's figure that out. Then when I say, no, let's not even look. My challenge for you and challenge for me is to realize that we all have areas where we do this better or worse. There are some areas in my life that I'm always asking, how could I do this? How can I make that happen? How can I move in this direction? And there are still areas that I realize I go, well, here's why that won't work. Here's why that won't work. My task is to be more open with the ideas, to test out more ideas. Whenever I'm at a conference now, I coach myself to ask the question, how can I take what they're saying up there and apply it? There are times when after I've asked the how can I do that, I get to the place where I say, I can't. It's not, it doesn't fit for me. Sometimes we're overwhelmed with information these days. And so my, my thing is not that you have to do everything, but to ponder how everything might fit. There are times when we have to say no. There are many times when I've had some opportunity come along and my first inclination was to ask, how could I do that? And my second one was to go, I won't do that and here's why. So understand that I'm not saying on a blanket statement, you've got to make everything a yes. I'm just suggesting that sometimes fear leads us to no's based in excuses, based in why that won't work, rather than looking for the possibilities, rather than looking for the how could I make that work. So my challenge for you, and it's my challenge for me, is to look for the places where you already do the how's. Sometimes we do that professionally. Sometimes we do it personally. Sometimes we do it in our hobbies. We're always about how, you know, how can I get that new boat? How can I get that new fishing rod? How for me, how could I get that new paddleboard? How could I go on that trip? How could I, you know, make sure my kid goes to school? How could I, and you fill in the blank. And then there are other areas in our lives where we're more about why we can't do that. And so my challenge for you is to embrace the places where you're already playing the how game where you're already about how, and to begin looking at the why you can't and see if there's a place where you can change that to how could I, to see if you could test it out, to see how many more places you can work from a how could I do that. So the next time you find yourself immediately saying no or immediately saying why this won't work, pause, take a minute, look for a moment at your fears that may be driving that, and then consider how it could happen. Once you've already named the fears, they tend to fall to the side. 
Once you move to that new place of asking, how could I do that? You suddenly find yourself brainstorming, being creative, which is what we are at our best. The why is reactive. Why I can't do that, that's a very reactive spot. How could I do this is a creative spot that brings new resources into your lives and new people into your life and new possibilities into your life simply by asking, how could I make that happen? So my challenge for you and for me is for us to broaden that. How could we make, how could that work for me into more and more of our life? I hope this has been helpful. If it is, I just suggested earlier that you share this with others by leaving a review in iTunes or in Stitcher, depending on where you're listening to this podcast. And I also would suggest my new book, The Thrive Principles. Thrive Principles is 15 strategies for how you can build a thriving life. At the end of each chapter, I give you a almost a checklist of how you can do each of those. If you're ready to discover some specific strategies that can bring you into a much more thriving life, let me suggest that you grab my book. Give it a shot. Tell me what you think about it. I would love to hear. You can find it at any of your local bookstores, wherever you normally buy books, or you can go to my website, thethriveprinciples.com. That's the, T-H-E, Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, Principles, P-R-I-N-C-I-P-L-E-S.com, thethriveprinciples.com. Grab a copy and let me know what you think. I wish you the best as you continue to build your thriving life. You've been listening to the Thrivology Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-O-L-O-G-Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Thank you.